Okay, that has started. And then here you. Okay, we are good and ready to go. Let's begin. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to this week's episode of Banging Blues Podcast. On this week's episode, we've got one bit of MLB news. We've got NFL Week 17 recap with eight, Week 18 predictions. And we've got college football playoffs and New Year's Six Bowl games recaps. We're going to look into what should be the national championship game coming this Monday. All that and more. Let's get right into it. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to episode 108 of Benny the Blues Podcast. Thank you so much for the support to this point. I very much appreciate it. Happy New Year to everyone, or late New Year at this point. This is the first episode of 2024. Crazy to be seeing. So, before we get into Immaculate Grade, uh, and for audio listeners, I had posted an immediate reaction, both on audio and YouTube, because I did not do short. I had way too much to say to do it in the short, and I'll take in like four or five shorts. If you haven't seen it, go check it out, whether uh, on channel or on podcast for YouTube or audio. Uh, either way, I had to mention I still wasn't sure if I was going to Ravens or Dolphins. Well, it looked like it was going to happen. Friday worked out the fine details, was going to take Amtrak there and back. Thought I had it set up, would be fine. Saturday goes fine. Sunday, I get on the Long Island Railroad right by me to Penn Station because New York Penn Station is where I go from to get to Baltimore. I get to Penn Station. Everything is good so far. Thank you to that, the person who is watching and uh, liked the stream, by the way. I get to Penn, and I see on the board pop up a notification that trains going that are like northeast bound or a whole bunch of other different routes are experiencing delays or cancellations due to something in the, with the, some tracks or something in Trenton, New Jersey. Which I'm like, that's not a good sign. And for context, I don't have a license, so I don't have the ability to drive, but I do plan to get a license just because that context will help uh, with this case scenario. I go over, because it wasn't officially canceled at this point my train. It was labeled as delayed for like an hour, but it wasn't officially canceled, and I still don't know whether it got canceled or not. So I go over to like an information person, I'm like, I told him what train I'm going on, I said, do you think it's going to end up being canceled? He's like, more than likely. Which is like, oh boy. I ended up still trying to wait it out to see maybe something happens, but nothing was budging, and at that, at like 9, 15, 20... I just said, yeah, I don't think this is going to happen. So, because of Amtrak, I did not end up at the Ravens-Dolphins game. But as you will hear momentarily, it might have honestly been for the better because that game was an absolute blowout uh, in the end in favor of the Ravens. And we'll dive into that game momentarily. But, uh, yeah, so I did not end up at that game. Um, I don't have any sports events this week. Next week, I have... I'm going to Chicago for my first Bulls game since 2011. I'm also going to be possibly touring City Field next 
on uh, Monday. But, uh, yeah, so that's what ended up happening with the Ravens game. Uh, didn't work out. But, uh, so, yeah. Either way, let's get into Macula Grid. So, today's Macula Grid, the top across is Milwaukee Brewers, born outside of U.S., 50 states, and D.C., and Sion, and down is San Diego Padres, New York Yankees, and Cleveland Guardians. So, let's start to fill this out. San Diego Padres and Milwaukee Brewers. I'm going to go on MLB The Show name. Recently added legend Greg Vaughn. 6%. I'll take that. Yankees and Brewers. I could go CC, but that's probably going to be way too obvious. Um, hmm. Oh. I'm pretty sure, and I'm going to double check this. From, and I always mix up which one. But one of the Harrisons played for the Yankees, and I'm pretty sure that same Harrison that played for the Yankees also played for Milwaukee. Yes. Jerry Harrison. And it was the one I was thinking of. So I'm going to use him for Yankees Brewers. Part of 2011 Brewers and for portion part of the 2009 Yankees. Cleveland, Milwaukee. Uh, hmm. Hmm. And by the way, Harrison was 0.2%. Um, Cleveland, Milwaukee. Who do I want to go here? Uh, I could go Carlos Santana, but I feel like it's be too recent to be like way too obvious of an answer. Josh Donaldson's recent, but I feel like is like not everyone necessarily remembers him as a guardian. It might be a not common answer, so I'm gonna go with it. I'll take five percent. I will absolutely take that. Okay, born outside U.S. fifty states and D.C. I'm gonna go fun recent answer that I don't think will be common answer. Andres Munoz now on the Mariners, a part of the. Uh, um, uh, what's called trade? A whole trade that happened over COVID. 0.08%. I will take that. Uh, Yankees, there are a whole bunch of answers you could go with. Mariano Rivera, you could go... Uh, you could go Cano. You could go Glaber. You could go... Uh, Lysaga. Um, you could go Severino. I'm going to go Michael Pineda. Point three percent. I will take that. Okay, now for Cleveland. I'm going to go Johnny Peralta, shortstop for them. I'm pretty sure it's like Venezuelan or something like that. Point two percent. I will take that. So now Cy Young Award winners. To be honest, I don't know of many that were uh, for Padres. I'm pretty sure Ron Guidry won one for the Yankees. Yes, 19%. Probably a common answer, but honestly, I'll take that. I think Cliff Lee 
One one for Cleveland. Pretty sure. Yes, eighteen percent. Uh, I have no idea who might have won one for San Diego, but I want to at least throw out an answer. Uh. Oh no! Wait, there. Oh, there is one answer at least. There's Blake Snell, but like that's gonna be way too obvious. Um. I'll throw out an answer. I don't know if it's really going to be right, but I know he played for San Diego. Kevin Brown, no. Okay. There were five different answers for Padres. Uh, I do not have any of the common answers for any of the slots. Of course, Snell was the highest for Padres I own. Uh, highest, the most common answers for each spot, Brewers, Padres, Josh Hader makes sense. Brewers, Yankees, and Brewers, Guardians were both CC. 27% for Brewers, Yankees. 39% for Brewers, Guardians. Padres, born outside the U.S. 50 states and D.C. was Juan Soto at 20%. Yankees is Mariano Rivera at 13%. And Guardians is Jose Ramirez at 18%. For Cy Young, Padres is Blake Snell, 52%. Garrett Cole for Yankees at 35%. And Corey Kluver for the Guardians at 32%. So what other answers are there besides Blake Snell for Cy Young for Padres? Because Blake Snell's one, and there's apparently five. Jake PV, yeah, I should have remembered that. He's literally in ML, back in MLB The Show. They just brought him back this year. That's That's one I will take as a bad mistake on my part. Mark Davis, have not heard of him, 1989. Gaylord Perry, not even sure if I knew he played for San Diego, to be honest. And Randy Jones, there's like a name or two that I recognize, but otherwise, not really. Um, but that is Immaculate Grid for today. Uh, my rarity score ended up being 148 in total, and I will definitely take that. Uh, but yeah, that is Max Lugrade. So let's get into it. MLB, there was one big headline. There were a few other moves, but main headline that happened over the weekend is the Braves made a trade for someone that is really shocking and didn't expect to ever be traded. Chris Sale from the Red Sox being traded to the Atlanta Braves for Vaughn Grissom. Vaughn Grissom has been someone who's been pretty solid. Uh, last year didn't get a lot of time because Orlando Arcia had a red-hot breakout season for Atlanta. Uh, but he's been pretty good in his time in the MLB. Uh, and it should be very interesting how the Red Sox use him now that they have him. Uh, as for Chris Sale, he's just been injury-riddled. And uh, and I'm not sure if he's really going to be doing much, able to do much for Atlanta. Uh, but we will see what happens. But uh, that's the one MLB news uh, from since last episode. Let's get in, let's start off with the bowl games and college football playoffs. Goodyear the uh, the Goodyear Cotton Bowl Classic between Ohio State and Missouri. I'm just going to share uh, one. I'm going to share my podcast notes, show you the score, and. Uh, Leave it there, because there's nothing. And I, well, there's one thing I'll add on, but that's like really it. And it's this right here, 
14 to 3, Missouri won. I'm embarrassed. And for context, yes, Ohio State ended up losing their quarterback. They had to start uh, second string due to injury. And yes, they were down to their third string eventually. But three points is just embarrassing. And to me, signals that's got to be the final straw for Ryan Day. Ryan Day's got to go. Three points. I don't even care about the fact that we lost. But three points to Missouri is unacceptable. And I'm honestly surprised he hasn't been fired yet. And the icing on the cake for him to really be fired is, well, we'll get to that very soon with uh, college football playoff results. I don't know what's going on with my tabs. Oh, there we go. No. There we go. Had to reset it. Uh, Penn State, Ole Miss. Ole Miss won 3-25 in the uh, I think Peach Bowl. Uh, Capital, the Orange Bowl between Florida State and Georgia was a absolute blowout, 63-3, which is largest margin of victory in bowl game history and a worst loss ever for Florida State. The... Um, Fiesta Bowl between Oregon and Liberty. Oregon blew out Liberty 45-6. Bo Nix threw for five touchdowns in the game. The Now for the college football playoffs, the Rose Bowl, the granddaddy of the mall bowl game between Michigan and Alabama lived up to the hype. And Michigan, thanks to a Blake Corum touchdown and stopping uh, Jalen Miller on fourth and goal at the three yard line. Besides, he's just running up the middle. <sighs> uh, Michigan holding on to win 27 20, a back and forth crazy game. Jalen Miller was sacked five times, which is more than he was sacked in the SEC championship game against Georgia by only one, but still. Uh, but uh, Michigan held on to win, which congrats to them, but this hurts even more uh, as an Ohio State fan. And more of reason for Hay to be gone. And also, this marks a first ever college football playoff game that Michigan has won in the three years they've made in it. And two, this is the first time Bama's made the college football playoffs without winning and making it to the national championship game since the first year of the college football playoffs where they lost to Ohio State in that crazy game in 2014-15 in the Sugar Bowl. J.J. McCarthy, who had one heck of a day for Michigan, but almost started the game. Literally, first Michigan hits the ball first. First play, throws a pick, but called back because the defender stepped out of bounds before intercepting the pass. He almost had an interception, but did not have any turnovers beyond that. Uh, but he had a great game. It was offensive MLB, offense MVP, not MLB. Ugh. While linebacker Mason Graham, who I don't even know if he did much, uh, was defensive MVP. Uh also, the crazy part of this game was Michigan had special teams botching from kicker and from return specialists uh, in the punting game. Uh, by kicker, they missed an extra point, which they're which if they would have made it, it would not have even gone to overtime by one point. They also missed a field goal that, again, if it would have been made, it wouldn't even gone to overtime. I think it was better, honestly, that I went to overtime.
I don't know what happened there. Rerun it back. Resend out part two. Hopefully my mic will continue to work this time. Either way, uh, so yeah, Michigan won. Congrats, um, uh, let's move on. Anyways, so in the other New Year's, in the other college football playoff game between Washington and Texas, Washington won uh, 37-31. Big game for Mike Penix Jr., their quarterback, 29 for 38, 430 yards and two touchdowns, and was offensive MVP, leading Washington to their first ever college football playoff game victory. Not their first appearance. They appeared once before and lost Bama. Uh and that sets up us up for Washington versus Texas te, or not Michigan versus Washington on Monday for the college football final play, playoff final national championship game 7:30 on ESPN from the Houston Texans stadium. My prediction is I am sticking with the fact that I have Texas uh, not Texas Michigan winning this game. That is the recap of the bowl games. I am I went four and two my predictions for bowl game this week. So now let's get to NFL. Uh, so yeah, let's get into NFL now. Browns and Jets. So one fun fact I found out before this game started, Aaron Rodgers, barring him playing this week uh, for the uh, Jets versus the Browns, could become the first quarterback to start team's opener and be lost due to injury for season, for the season, throwing no more than one pass the entire season. is also the first game. This was the first game. And the Browns won this game, by the way, uh, 37-20. to 20, But this was the first game where the first half, all time, were, were 50-plus com- points combined in the first half, which was mostly by Cleveland. Uh, they had 34. The Jets had, like, uh 14, I think, or something like that. And then zero touchdowns the entire second half with Browns winning 37-20. and And, of course, with that win, the Browns are officially back in the playoffs for the second time uh, in, in this decade for the third time since they've come back to Cleveland and for the second time in 21 years. A lot of other historic notes for this game. Kevin Stefanski's first Browns coach to make take Browns to playoffs twice in, in his coaching tenure with the Browns since Marty Schonheimer of the 1980s. Back in the 1980s. David, David Njoku's four catches for 113 yards in the first quarter is most by a tight end passing Travis Kelsey. Cleveland Heights native Travis Kelsey. 
uh, with the Chiefs with 106 yards in 2016. Joe Flacco is the first Browns quarterback to throw for 300-plus yards in four games. Browns also, for the first time since 1989, will finish with a better record than Steelers. Flacco's also the... Oh, no, sorry. And Kevin Stefanski is now the second coach in Cleveland Browns history with multiple 11-win seasons joining the top tier of Browns coaching history, Jim Paul Brown, which that's very elite here. Uh, Cowboys-Lions, this game is was a very good game, but with not without a lot of controversy. Uh, Cowboys won this game 21 or 2019, but to be honest with me, I don't think they should have won this game. Yes, Detroit blocked a whole bunch of things, including leaving C.D. Lamb wide open for a 90-something-yard touchdown. But some Lions get the touchdown, make it a one-point game. They decided to go for two, and they had two offensive linemen come in, one for el- one, with one or both trying to be eligible. And he gets a two-point conversion, but called back for illegal touch, as in that he was ineligible man downfield. But you can clearly see on replay they had indicated that he wants to be, that he's there to be an eligible receiver, and then Lions try again, almost got picked off except callback on P- on uh, offsides on the Cowboys. Try a third time, incomplete. Dallas wins. So honestly, Dallas should have not should not have won that game. Detroit should have won that game. But with the win, Cowboys have now won 16 straight at home. Jalen Rager took the opening kickoff for the Patriots, 98 yards for a touchdown, but didn't matter in 27-21 loss. To the Bills, Rasul Douglas had a 40-yard pick six in the win for Buffalo. Mason Crosby being picked up by the Giants recently missed what could have been a game-winning 54-yard field goal, leading the Rams over the Giants 26-25 and clinching playoff spot for the LA Rams. Arizona Cardinals come back from down 14-3, 21-6, and 28-21 to beat the Philadelphia Eagles 35-31. Sidney Brown had a 99-yard pick six for Philly, but it did not matter at all. Baltimore rolled over Miami 56-19. The story of this game, it was back and forth early, and then Baltimore just started pulling away with it late first half and into the second half, and Miami just had no shot. They also lost Bradley Chubb to an ACL injury. Uh, There were some other injuries on both sides. I don't know much about the other injuries. With C.J. Stroud back, the Texans dominated the Titans 26-3, and with the Chiefs' 25-17 win over the Bengals, they have clinched the AFC West and finally getting another win on the season. That is it for the notes of this recap. I this week overall I went eleven and five in my predictions. I'm overall one fifty nine and ninety seven. Standings update: AFC, the Ravens in first place with their win, clinching the top seed and the AFC North at a record of thirteen and three. Followed by the eleven and five Dolphins who have clinched a playoff spot. Followed by the Chiefs who of course clinched their division at ten six. Followed by the Jaguars at nine and seven who have not clinched the AFC South and will come down to this week. I'm going to go into clinching scenarios in a moment. Followed by the Browns in eleven and five, clinching a playoff spot, and that's and they are pretty much set at the five seed. Followed by the Bills at ten six. Followed by a four way tie for seventh between the Colts, Texans, Steelers, and Bengals at nine and seven, with the Texans and Colts still having a chance at the AFC South, and the others will just be fighting for the seventh spot in the AFC. And then the NFC first place, the San Francisco 49ers, having cemented that they are going to be the top seed in the NFC. At 12 and 4, followed by a 2 8 tie for second between the Cowboys and the Lions. Cowboys just having clinched the playoff spot, not the division, as that will come down to this week. And the Lions, who've clinched their division, 
who are both 11-5, followed by the 8-8 Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Here's followed by the Eagles, who have clinched a playoff spot, but not the division at 11-5, followed by the Rams, who clinched a playoff spot at 9-7, followed by a three-way tie for 7th at 8-8, followed by the Vikings at 7-9, and the Falcons, who are 12th, but they still have a shot at the NFC South at 7-9. Everyone else is limited in either uh, conference. Now, for Week 18 predictions. So... I have the clinching scenarios. I'm going to go over the games with predictions, and I'm going to go over clinching scenarios. So, Saturday, there is going to be Saturday games this week, but no Thursday night, no Monday night football. is just Saturday and Sunday. Saturday games, Steelers at Ravens. I have the Steelers. Texans at Colts. I have the Texans. Sunday games, Browns at Bengals. Honestly, because the Browns are going to be starting resting a lot, should be resting a lot of players I don't, not sure if they're going to win this game, so I have picking Cincinnati. Vikings at Lions. I have the Lions, even though they'll probably be also resting a lot of their starters. Jaguars at Titans. I have the Jaguars. Jets at Patriots. I have the Jets. Falcons at Saints. I have the Saints. Buccaneers. Panthers at Buccaneers. Bu- P- Buccaneers at Panthers. I have the Buccaneers. Bears at Packers. I have the Packers. Broncos at Raiders. I have the Raiders. Eagles at Giants. I have the Giants. Or no, Eagles, sorry. Seahawks at Cardinals, I have the Seahawks. Chiefs at Chargers, I have the Chiefs. Rams at Niners, I have the Niners. Cowboys at Commanders, I have the Cowboys. And Sunday Night Football for the battle for the AFC East. And the other might not even make the playoffs, potentially. Bills at the Dolphins, I have the Bills. So now, clinching scenarios for this week. It's as simple as this. Or... I guess not necessarily simple, but here's the scenarios. So, the Buffalo Bills, simply by winning, would clinch the AFC East division title. However, there's a scenario where they can clinch a playoff berth if they tire, if they tie, or I think this also applies if they lose. But basically, Steelers have to lose or tie, Jaguars have to lose or tie, and Colts and Texans have to tie, but that's probably not going to happen. The Texans clinched the AFC South with a win and Jaguars loss, but they could still at least clinch a playoff berth with a win, or they tie, Jaguars lose, and Steelers lose or tie. The Colts could get the AFC South with a win plus with a win plus Jaguars lose or tie, or they tie and Jaguars lose, or they could at least clinch a playoff berth with a win, or if they tie and the Steelers lose or tie. Jaguars would get the division flat out if they win or if they tie in Colts and Texans tie, but they can clinch the playoff berth with a tie and Steelers loser tie or Steelers lose, Broncos lose, Colts, Texans tie. Or it doesn't end in a tie, sorry. And then Dolphins clinch the division with a win or a tie. Steelers get a playoff berth with a win or in Bills loss or win and Jaguars loser tie or win and Colts, Texans tie. Or win or tie, plus Jags lose, plus Colts and Texans don't tie. Or Jaguars lose, Broncos win, and Texans and Colts don't end in a tie. That is for the AFC. For the NFC, the Falcons can clinch the NFC South with a win and a Buccaneers loss. The Cowboys get the NFC East with a win or tie and Eagles tie, or if Philly loses. The Packers would clinch a playoff berth with a win. Or if they tie, Seahawks lose or tie, Saints lose or tie. Or they tie, Seahawks lose, and Buccaneers lose. Or if they tie, Seahawks tie, 
Buccaneers loser tie, or if Vikings loser tie, Seahawks loser tie, Buccaneers loser tie, or if Vikings loser tie, Seahawks lose, and Saints lose. And then Vikings can clinch a playoff berth with the win, Packers lost, Seahawks lost, and Buccaneers lost, or win, Packers lose, Seahawks lose, and Saints lose. The Saints get the division with a win and Buccaneers loss or tie, or they tie and Buccaneers lose. They could at least get a playoff berth if they win, Seahawks lose or tie, and Packers lose or tie, or if they tie, Seahawks lose and Packers lose. The Eagles... I apparently didn't get the Eagles scenario. Uh, that's interesting. Um, I'll get back to that because I got to refine the article. Basically, uh, Seahawks, they get a playoff first with the win or and Packers lose or tie. Or they tie, Packers lose, Buccaneers lose or tie. Or they tie, Bucca- Packers lose, Saints lose or tie. The NFC, the Buccaneers can clinch the division with a win, or if they tie and the Saints lose, they can at least get a playoff spot. If they tie, Seahawks lose, and Packers lose or tie. Oh, here's Philly. They would win the division if they win and Cowboys lose or tie, or if they tie and Cowboys lose. And that is all the clinching scenarios for this week. And that is this week's episode of the podcast. So let's wrap things up. for watching and listening to this week's episode of Benny and Luke Podcast. On next week's episode, we'll have NFL Week 18 recap with NFL playoff predictions. We'll have college football national championship game recap. And if there's any MLB news between now and then, we'll get into that. Thank you so much for watching and listening. If you are new on YouTube, leave a like, hit the subscribe button, leave a notification button so don't find when I go live and or post a new video. If you are new on audio, follow the podcast, leave a review, hit the notification button so don't find when I post on there. Thank you so much for watching and listening. And I'll see you next week's episode, episode 109. Bye-bye.